0: Good afternoon. On a rainy Friday, December 10th, I've got a good amount of picks today and even some football for tomorrow. And not just one game, but two. So let's do that last. You can fast forward if you're not interested in the other sports. I do have two NBA picks today. Oh, quick recap. Decent day yesterday. I believe we had what we have here... Uh, college basketball, 1-0 NBA, 2-1 hockey, and lost the same game parley on uh, Pittsburgh uh, Thursday night football game. Unbelievable scoring on that one. All right, so 4-2 yesterday. Okay, and then let's do that NBA. So, New York and Toronto. I'm going to go with New York plus two points. And we'll move on to Cleveland and Minnesota, and I'm going to take Cleveland minus one. So Cleveland minus one and New York plus two. And then we'll go to college basketball, one game that sounds interesting. Loyola Chicago and Vanderbilt over 131.5 points. I think it's more like 138 to 140 you just never know in college basketball. I prefer the unders. But the good thing about an over is once you get there, the rest of the time is relaxation time. All right, so then we're gonna go with hockey. Got a lot of them. The train still is chugging along. It's an interesting day because a lot of heavy favorites today. So let's we're gonna mix things up in a kind of a fun way here. Alright, so the Rangers visiting Buffalo. Buffalo sucks. The other uh, New York Rangers do not suck. So we're going to take the Rangers on the 60-minute line, minus 125. Uh, Again, for the newbies to hockey betting, that's the three-way line, regulation line. All books seem to call it something different. It would be nice if they all got together. But I think everyone can figure it out. It's no big deal. Rangers to win in regulation, 60-minute line, minus 125. You can get them at plus money at uh, any book. I think it's about one, uh, plus one 135 to win by two. In this case, I'm just going to take a win by one and move on. All right, so Detroit and Colorado. Colorado is a huge favorite, huge favorite, and for good reason. So we're going to go the puck line in this one. And yeah, you know, I, I seem to take favorites a lot, but the thing is, nobody likes to win just 40% of their bets, even if you can win money. So I try to mo- try to take favorites for the most part, but do them in a way that you're not getting slapped in the face with minus 300 minus 400 odds, which while you can find mathematical reasons to play those, it doesn't feel good to play them because you can risk $400 to win 100, and then if there's an off day, you got to have four more wins to make up for it. So uh, usually pass on that. So what what we're going to do is we're going to take Colorado minus 1.5 on the puck line at minus 150. It's juicy still. You can get minus 2.5. I don't like it. I prefer this scenario where, in a worst-case situation, Colorado's up by only one. And no, I'm not taking regulation on this, but Detroit's scrapping empty net. Action to try to tie it up, and Colorado throws one down in the uh, unmanned goal, for two. So I'm going to take that minus 150. I'm also going to go over six. It's juiced up to minus 125. Colorado may get this on their own. I don't think so. I think it's more like five for Colorado. You could look at the side total. I'm not, I'm not huge on betting just one team total, but there's value in that in this game. I'm also going to add a same game parlay, Uh, Colorado simply to win in the entire game including overtime parlayed with over five and a half so that that's six if it's five to one Colorado would actually pay in this case. So that's all in that game and then we'll go to Florida and Arizona, Florida another huge favorite. going to take them on the puck line at minus 125 and then Vegas and uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia, new skipper. They did have one good game after they were shocked in the morning walkthroughs, but um, morning ice time. But uh, the next game, they were back to their old tricks of not scoring anything. Uh, Vegas, again, I think they're a situation where they can cover this. They're, they're six. It's, it's over six. I'm going to take that over six. Uh, because I do think Philadelphia can get two in this game. All I need for a tie is four from Vegas, and I think they get five. And then there's an offside chance that Philadelphia breaks out again and scores some here. But Vegas is a solid team. So I'm going to take the over six, and I'm also going with Vegas, minus one and a half, the full the full puck line in this case, because I just believe there's just going to be a margin here. And it's going to be plus 100, so you don't have to pay any juice on that one. Also, an additional same-game parlay. Well we take Vegas to win in any way, shape, or form. Shoot out if necessary, and over five and a half so that the six is now a win, and that's at plus one twenty. So we got a dog here. If you want, if you're looking for the dogs, that's a way to get a dog. And then uh, Winnipeg and Vancouver under six, juiced up slightly minus one twenty two. Uh, Vancouver's playing better defense since they've had a manager change. Winnipeg seems to be struggling a little bit with uh, getting their offensive systems in place. So under six for that one. And then here's another way to play the enormous favorites. Now, I almost got stupid in this one, I'll tell you, and did a round robin with Florida, Colorado, and Vegas. And I'm just not going to do that. We've discussed, I've discussed on here parlay betting. It's not necessarily a bad bet. There's not any real advantage. There is, okay, there's no advantage to doing a parlay rather than just taking a team straight up at minus 400, minus 300, minus 250. There is no mathematical advantage to do that. There's no disadvantage either. Uh, It's just that you're, again, parlaying. That's the whole name of the game parlaying the profits from one win into the second, and the second win into the third. So in other words, you've doubled down twice, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But sometimes fun is fun, and you can also get some plus money on this without having a lot of risk. You don't have to put so much money on. That's, That's the other part of this that makes sense. So here's what it is. You can probably guess what it's going to be. It's the three biggest favorites that I like. It's not always about favorites, because if you've been listening to this, I almost never do this. I've done it before, and I believe it was successful. Um, I've done it well before the podcast, and it's been more or less successful more often than not. But anyway, Colorado, Vegas, Florida, full game money lines. This way, you don't have to worry about puck line, regulation line, you can go to shootout if you have to. Although shootouts are <laughs> coin tosses, it's you're no, there's no longer a favorite once you get to a shootout. There's still a favorite in overtime, although even that it's less of a favorite than it was for the whole game. Anyway, plus one twenty on that parlay the three together. You got to win all three, but um, be hard pressed to find one of those those to, to lose today. But stranger things have happened. And uh, let's see, one of them is a road in on the road team, wasn't it? Yeah, Florida's on the road, so you never know. Home field advantage in hockey is not as important as it is in some sports. Maybe baseball and hockey have less home field advantage than other sports. Okay, so that's hockey, enough of that. Now let's go to the fun stuff here. Uh, Less rambling and more action, right? So Army and Navy is what we consider to be the only football game tomorrow. And that one's not really safe to bet unless you're betting with someone else's money. But I'll get back to that in a second. Let's go to the game that actually makes more sense to bet. It's an FCS playoff game. Yeah, they have those. And actually, believe it or not, Villanova is in that. Yeah, that's Villanova, the same game, the same school that's in, that's a powerhouse in basketball, or usually is. So South Dakota State traveling to Villanova. Villanova's hosting the game. You got number four and five seeds in action here. Yeah, Villanova is part of the Colonial Athletic Association for football only, not basketball, obviously. And uh, they're a a 7.5 point underdog to South Dakota State. Now, I'm not just looking, hey, Villanova is a bigger school. I think they might win this game outright. I do. It's going to be close, but I think they win it outright. But give me a touchdown and a hook, sign me up. So that's a better bet. So I'm taking Villanova plus 7.5 over South Dakota State. Matter of fact, the total is 47.5 on that. Game, I believe it is 47 and a half, 48 and a half, maybe now it's moving up for good reason. It should be higher than that. I've projected it 51 to 55 points, so I'd even rather take that bet than the Army Navy game, but I'm not going to take that. I'll just take the level plus seven and a half. Now, let's get to the Army Navy game, which is what most people consider to be the only football game of the day. Um, you know, there is a way to do this now most people are auto fire if you've been if you follow football you just take the under on this game the cadets the, you know, the academy game it just it's gone under 15 times in a row or maybe this will be the 15th if it goes over under i mean it's gone under 41 or 42 times in the last 50 years but i don't know about you i don't find a correlation between games played in 1974 or 71 or 89 or whatever to today. And these are not your grandfathers teams. You know back in the day when Roger Staubach wins the Heisman trophy for Navy and these schools are in the championship type, you know, hunt. That's that's these are not the that's not the time. This is not the era for that. That being said, I mean it is a powerful trend, but even this long streak of 14-15 games again, what happens in 2006 that matters today. I don't can't find anything. What matters today is what these teams do today. Army averages more than this total. The current total for both teams is less than what Army averages on their own. So logic would tell you you have to go over, and contrarian would tell you you have to go over, but you also probably shouldn't go against a 15 or 14 or 15-game stretch now, when it it's dropped down as low as 33 and a half, it's popping back and forth, as soon as it gets down that low, under you know under thirty four, sharp money comes in and, and pushes it up, and some of those guys are even middling because some of those lucky suckers got it at thirty seven. Um, I didn't I didn't act on it then because mathematically it didn't make sense to me, and I've known the trend. I mean, it is something that you just it's kind of an annual tradition. It's hot dogs on Fourth uh, of July. You know, bet the uh, military academy game under, but I couldn't do it. So I'm, I'm positive there's guys that are under 37 and over 33 and a half, and they actually might win both of them. It's crazy, but it's possible. So anyway, the joke I made was it's only safe to bet with someone else's money. So here's what I did. So there's not a lot on this game, but you, can, if you have enough sports books out that you're, you have accounts with, you'll find numerous of them that are trying to get action in this game that are giving you between a 33% and 100% profit boost. So move that number up to 37 to 38.5, depending on how big your profit boost is, so that you can keep your juice at about normal rates, you know, between maybe plus 105 at underdog money to maybe minus 120 on the high side, probably better at minus 115, because there's a good possibility it still goes over. And and anyway, take the under. So uh, I've got some action under 37. I've got some action under 38 and a half, which obviously I like a lot more. And obviously that correlates with a book that was giving me a much higher profit boost. Um, So cobble together enough of those small bets. Then you have a little bit of action on the game. And then you're sitting at smart money rates. You know, you gotta get at least a 37. I, I just cannot, I'm sorry, I can't see taking it under 35 or 34 and a half, even though 34 is a pretty key number. I can't I can't do it. Um, truth be told, I will admit that I have a game at about 32 points. And you know, that's not gonna probably be an exactly 32-point game. That's hard to get to, but that's what the numbers average out to be, is about 32 points. So yeah, I'm saying take under. I don't like it though. Can't do it. So it's under 37 or higher, meaning under 38 and a half in one case, or no thank you. And even then, it's a risky play because there's no mathematical reasons none to take the under on this. You're simply playing trends, and I'm 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 afraid that's not the best way to play games is just going on trends. If you if you bet only on trends long term, you you will not have any money left. So uh, it's a pretty strong trend. But trends are more important when they're in the same season. If the trend is that Navy has scored less points in successive games for seven games in a row, that's a pretty strong trend that they're going to score probably less in the coming game. But when you're talking about what players did seven years ago that are no longer in school, I'm trying to find a reason why that matters the only thing that matters here is these guys are ultra competitive with each other this is the game for them they want this game this is their super bowl if you will and when it comes down to it they do rock them them and it does slow it down and there's defense being played i mean there's real fundamental reasons to take it under it's not just trends. i don't want to be i don't want to be misleading there But technically, as far as the numbers go, no thank you. But again, you've heard what I've done on that, and that's the only way to play that. All right, and these are obviously tomorrow, so um, both. Even the FCS game is tomorrow as well. Okay, good luck.